Right, guys, and welcome back to Sport Mental Health and it's all COVID-19's fault with me, Dean Wixon. It's been a while. Um, really excited to be back and I couldn't have a better first guest to come back. Um, I've limited contacts and somehow I've managed to get hold of an 11-time world champion, 28 years competing, multiple world record over over three sports. Cinderella, hello, how are you? Hello, it's uh, good to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me on. <laughs> That's some, like, I could see you blushing and uh, mm. looking at me like I had four heads <laughs> when I was saying yeah, <laughs> your qualifications, but um, I think you're probably overqualified to come on this podcast, no, to be fair. No, never, never. <laughs> I'm just an ex- uh, ordinary human being that does extraordinary <laughs> things, ridiculous yeah. things. Oh, exactly. I mean, I feel inferior, to be fair. I feel lazy at the best of times, but now it's... Uh, <laughs> Probably even more so, and um, but no, look, it it's unreal to. We've all played sport at some degree, you know, like everyone's or well, most people have done it to some extent, but to compete at that highest level is is unreal. So it'll be great to get your knowledge and and yeah, experiences. Sure. Happy uh, to share. We're, <laughs> we're sitting here watching some <laughs> low level local uh, footy out there. I think um, <laughs> we're we're at a different end in this chat. So, so first of all, I guess. Talk to us. Let us know three sports. What are they to start with? Um, my very first one was karate. I started karate when I was about 22. Um, I used to do dancing before that. And I'm a bit too kind of, I feel <laughs> a bit butch for, for dancing. And I just, I was like the fairy elephant. So, <laughs> And I moved to Mildura and found this um, dance studio. And I saw what they were doing. And I was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And then afterwards, there was this karate class. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what I need to do. And it just, I guess that, you know, that whole coordination and, and kind of, um, choreography kind of fit in and yeah and yeah straight away within um a couple of couple of months my sensei said go off to a, a comp um so yeah did did karate for 17 years got my fourth and black belt Jeez. yeah uh, then from there i uh went into boxing i had a couple of uh, semi-pro fights for charity, which was fun, and then I kind of got sick of punching people in the face, so I decided. I was to saying, you don't look like you took many punches. Oh no, I've got a bit fair. of a rubber nose, but no, I didn't do that at, with fighting. But uh, came in handy. Um, and then after making that decision that I didn't want to fight anymore, um, I decided one night after a few beers that I was going to sign up to do an Ironman. Um, and then realised that well, swimming's a big part of. Iron Man and I have a massive fear of water. So, um, it's not the best. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I paid $1,000 to enter Iron Man and went, holy shit, I've got to learn how to swim. So, I had to go through that whole thing of learning, you know, facing my fear of wow. water and learning how to swim and then um, somehow managed to qualify my first race to represent Australia in my age group. And did in your first race? My first race in Ballarat. And you couldn't crazy. swim? Couldn't swim and <laughs> somehow managed to swim and um, I used to sing to myself in my head. That got me through the swim and, and then the rest was just how it was. I was, I was having fun. Wow. That's I think that was my big thing. And then, yeah, so did that. Um, went off to the Worlds, completely cooked my body, learnt some massive valuable lessons and then came back and kind of had to give it away because it, uh, my body was just no good yeah. um and then I, I just needed needed something to train for so someone suggested kettlebells and i not a, a a weightlifter or any any like lifting weights was just never my jam i was always a bodyweight athlete and it just sort of became natural i yeah, started right. and and i just i haven't stopped and it's yeah, i think it's been probably one of the best things i've ever ever started and i wish i could get more people into the sport because it's a beautiful sport to be involved in so explain it to me because kettlebells to me is something that my wife keeps telling me she needs to buy and puts <laughs> oh, in the garage and then i never even touch them so no. what is it so what kettlebell kettlebell sport is i guess it's if you think like weightlifting they have yep. jerk clean and jerk and snatch so we've got very similar and they're a one rep, rep max and we're as many reps as possible in a time frame. So we still get judged. So we have you know, right. long cycle, which is the clean and jerk. Um, we have jerk, obviously. Yeah. And we do single arm or, or double arm and then snatch. So yeah. Same movements as weight, traditional weightlifting. Yeah. yeah. So you obviously think with, with one arm. Um, so we have a swing, clean yeah. and then jerk or just... Um, jerk or the full 
full swing. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's a, a great, great sport. People think it's just, um, you know, swinging the, the kettlebell like you see at the gym and yeah. people go, oh, my God, you just swing it for, for 10 minutes or 30 That's minutes. That's what I thought it was, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> Most people do. It's uh, it's not really that familiar familiar in no. Australia, and we've got some amazing lifters in Australia. Quite yeah. a few um, record holders and yeah, world champions in the sport. So we because ha- we have a very um, a, a great organisation that's set up a a, a, a really hard um, qualifying process, and yeah. so we send the the best to the world. So yeah, right. So we're yeah. we're. We, I say we, I'm the Australian <laughs> one bit, but like, so Australia as a whole, it's like it's we've, up we've, and coming in we've that got, sport. We've got some great, great yeah. lifters, yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. So, and the funny thing is, I'd say probably um, most of our successful lifters have been female. So, yeah, right. Got, I mean, we've got a couple of men that have been quite successful, but I'd say majority of our our success has been with the, with the women. In women's so, kettlebell. Yeah, I think because men men are a one rep max, so that that big beefy where yeah, women yeah. have just got that endurance and that, that resilience, and they'll just keep going because that's yeah. how we're we're sort of built as you know looking <laughs> after after people and kids and and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. That's interesting. I I see your point because blokes traditionally it has been like oh, I can. I do two hundred kilo. All right, mate. Yeah. Crack on. Yeah. That's not that's not the mentality you need for that no, sport. No, it's so. it, it is an endurance. Um, yeah. That, yeah, endurance sport. So I like the power. nature of that. Yeah. You've got one minute or whatever it is. It's, yeah. You do more than the other person. You win. Yeah. Bang. Pretty much. Um, I like that. Some in some competitions they they have to have um, what they call an ab- absolute or a coefficient. So it's your body weight, the weight of the kettlebell, and how many reps you do. And there's a. No, Bit of maths. Bit of maths in there. I just lift it and go, oh, I won. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't, doesn't. I just do what I can and that'll yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So, our time frames are there's a 10-minute um, or a 30-minute or a 60-minute. And there are obviously longer ones out there, but yeah. Jesus. So, I'm tired thinking of that. No. I, d- I do like the 30-minute and the hour ones because you get multiple multiple hand changes. Yeah, yeah. So, and it just becomes rhythmical. So, just yeah, that's my meditation. Dancing again. We're going back to the dancing. <laughs> you say you don't like the dancing, no, but it's, it's definitely impacted you. It's yeah, definitely helped. No. So, you've answered my next question really. Like, I was going to say, what makes someone want to do three sports? But it seems like it's been quite a natural, I did this, that ran its course. I yeah. did this, that ran its course. And now I'm yeah. onto here. And yeah. And it, it, it all has been that progression. And, you know, I, I guess along the way there's been, you know, ups and downs in the sport and, you know, obviously injury or illness is, is what stops yep. me. And I've just I've just always needed something to, to do. And it's never – I've never done it to go, right, I'm going to be a world champion in this sport. I've just done it because I enjoy yep. it. And, and it's just – I think that's been my biggest – one of my biggest um, successes is that I have enjoyed it. When I can't, yeah. when I don't enjoy it, it becomes too too hard, and yeah, then you then start. Then it becomes a chore. Yeah, and then yeah, other stuff happens so and whatnot. It so. seems like. Tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm making a sweeping statement here, which anyone that <laughs> knows me personally knows I do a lot. It seems to me with the time frames, you, you've got on board with these sports at an early point for females. So karate in the early nineties, maybe not so much, but Ironman. Mm. Seems like you got on that right at the start of the the cusp of it becoming more mainstream and, and yeah. therefore women being less likely to be involved in it and then yeah. drove that on and then kettlebelling like yeah. still be a lot of people that don't know what that is. So yeah. it's Yeah. Um time I, it seems yeah, to be I guess good. yeah. I guess I never really thought about it like that. <laughs> um I just did it because I liked it. <laughs> liked it and, and that's I think that's the key to, to anything is yeah. if you've got to be the one that that likes it and not let anyone sort of influence you and what you do so that's interesting that, look it's it's interesting to, to move on and do that and obviously with with succeeding like that, as much as you don't set out to be I'm going to be world champion one day in this like it seems like your, your discipline and your dedication to it when you're in it mm. is full on yeah. well, it has to be it has to be I think that I think that came from my karate background because we had um, five maxims: uh, seek perfection of character, be faithful, endeavor, respect others, and refrain from violent behavior. And I've always, yeah, that seek perfection of characters been. Yeah. I have it tattooed on my back because yeah. it's it's so important to me. It's because you, yeah. no one's perfect, but you're always trying to better the person you are. And yeah. I think that's. All I've done my whole life is just try and better the person I am. I'm, you know, not perfect and. No. Yeah, I keep 
you know, I stuff up like anyone else, but I own it and I move forward and learn the lesson and, yeah. It, it seems to me like it's, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly to see if I'm good at it. Because yeah. if I don't go full on, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I guess um, I didn't do, I didn't start Kettlebells and I didn't start Ironman to, to go all out. It was yeah. just purely to, to see if I could do it. Yeah. And it it just happened that I became successful. <laughs> you know, a bit, bit zero to hero, I guess. <laughs> I learned, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's unreal. It, it's it, it's interesting to hear you just say, oh, I tried it because it looked fun. And then it just sort of snowballed and whirlwinded off. And yeah. I think you're downplaying. I think you're going to be downplaying your dedication to it because you don't just walk into a world champs, win it. No, for I, not yeah. trying and not. No, like I know, still try. You're up at but, five a.m. Yeah. I would imagine doing. Um, no, well, that's the thing. People think I train like ridiculous <laughs> hours, but I think over the over the time, like originally I did, like uh, yeah. with karate and um, Ironman was just they were crazy hours. Like yeah. Ironman is a it's a selfish sport in terms of you've got to ded- dedicate so much time yeah. to it, you know, because it's you know it's a bloody long day. <laughs> um, but with, yeah, I guess because I, I cooked my body and hurt my body so yeah. bad doing Ironman, I, I learned a, a massive lesson on that. And I think as, you know, athletes, we do push ourselves too hard and, and don't put enough effort and into our recovery. And yeah. recovery is key. And uh, and that's what I do now. I don't do the work if I can't do the rest. <laughs> and yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big thing, you know, your, your recovery in terms of your sleep. Yeah. You know the food that you eat. You know, making making sure you're, you're drinking enough fluid, and you know, not having a lot of stress. It's time in- that people don't think about as well. Like they think, yeah. oh, this the training. The tra- I, I do it with the the women's football soccer team that I coach. Yeah. Like trying to get them to recover properly, which doesn't include going in the club rooms and having a beer. Mm. It uh, means I won't. I won't know. <laughs> Carb loading. You can call it that. No. It means doing like I don't know. I'm quite big on ice baths and 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 stuff like yeah. that. And just those little things that you weren't doing before you will feel a difference and oh definitely it's huge it's yeah it, recovery is is the the most undertrained part of anyone's training it's regime. almost forgotten about for me oh, in football it, the amount of teams i see not do a warm down a cool down not yeah. do anything they get out don't even shower yeah like and go home no yeah. wonder you're sore on a tuesday yeah and that's you know obviously where injuries yeah. Okay, so you know the best best uh, way to to stop injuries is is like pre prehab. Do yeah. everything you can to not have it. Yeah, definitely. That, that's awesome. And we'll then, take a quick yeah. break, yeah. and then we'll um, yeah, we'll come back and talk about some more stuff. It's interesting. Sweet. Hi, everybody. This is Wit from Spiderbait. When I'm passing through Karam, aside from slowing down to fifty kilometers an hour, and reminisces about doing the Eel Race Road Rumba or the Watley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Karen and get down with the good vibes. Welcome back, guys. Um, here with Cindy, who is one of the most entertaining people I've had in here, actually. Just interested in everything she has to say. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on, mate. We're going to talk about uh, leading on, like we're talking, that we just finished that part, talking about what you need to do. What cost does that come at? You know, because all this time I've got a friend who did one of my previous podcasts and he's an ultra marathon champion. He's a l- bit of a loser, to be fair. Like, he's my best mate, <laughs> but he'd just run for hours and hours and hours. It, that training to that extent for these Ironmans, especially, um, is in my head at the moment. Like, that must come with some serious giving up of what we, what normal people would say is everyday life. Yeah, yeah, it, you, it definitely is. is stuff that you sort of miss out on yeah. but i think not the beers no don't, you don't, don't, know, you don't have this. the beers the beers <laughs> not that i advocate drinking alcohol all the time but uh we're, it's part of our kettlebell thing we, we do have a, a few drinks but, i'm uh, from a rugby background mate. like it's <laughs> yeah, not a rugby no. game if well, you're it's, not it's life balance you can't yeah. you know and that's i guess the big thing for me now is that i've learned those valuable lessons over the years that you do have to have life balance and that you can't always give up everything for the sport you know obviously Ironman is is a very crazy sport and you know time consuming and when I was doing it I was working full-time training full-time and working part-time to try and you know pay pay bills and and stuff and again there's no shortcut as well no no, there is not I can only do I can do a half hour run but twice as quick no yeah, you need to run for 
X amount of time. Yeah, and I mean, and everyone everyone's training and how they adapt is is different as well. And yep. and you know, we've recently just changed up my my training. I was only doing three days a week, but you know, almost yep. an hour session three days a week. And now because I was struggling to get that that training in, and it was doing my head in that I couldn't, so I was starting to worry. So we changed it to five days a week of just short short sessions. Yep. So short and sharp, putting the loading that I need for yep. myself and. Um, but yeah, it does. There are a lot of sacrifices in in you know you know, you know relationships and and business yeah. and even financial. Like I, I I've paid for myself for twenty eight years to represent you know Australia and <laughs> and like yeah. I mean you just don't. There's the sports that that aren't that well known, so no one wants to yeah. to have you as you know funding isn't there. No, it's not there. So I've been I've been lucky that I've I've had some friends that have you know they've done fundraisers and yeah got some money over the years and um kingston council have got a grant process um which is yeah i think five hundred dollars so which i've been lucky enough to 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 have but i mean it's expensive (laughs) travel is expensive for the best of times when you're going to these things and that when you're having to do that like there's obviously financially if we just concentrate on that like there's things at home that you can't do because you know that money that 500 bucks has to go into what I'm going to do in six months' time, which yeah, for someone you, like you, me with no forethought, <laughs> I can I can't imagine being able to do that. Yeah, and I like I have a rule that I don't like to owe anyone money, yeah. or like so I don't have a credit cards. Like I I won't do anything if I can't pay for it for myself. So I have Jeez. to work bloody hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Comes being a, a lot. yeah, and yeah, you know, I'm a small business owner. Like <laughs> so, you know, trying to trying to work and pay the overheads for that and. You know, and myself. save up to go to Portugal or wherever yeah. it is in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Jeez. it is. It's crazy. But um, I did it. And yeah, I'm proud that I was able to do it. So Yeah, of course. So w- when you've done that, you've given up everything. You've, 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 the hard graft's done. You've done the training. You've, you've missed out on everything except the beers. Mm-hmm. And you get to a world championships. Now, I've, been, I've been to cup finals at low level football and rugby, right? That felt like the end of the world what does it actually feel like when you step foot off a plane knowing all the sacrifice to enter into a world championships what like what is that feeling um yeah for me it's you're there for business so i like my my like when i obviously internationally or like yeah. most of the comps are in europe for for kettlebells yeah um it's you step when I step off the plane. I need to. I've got to recover from that plane trip. So I have those first couple of days of sightseeing, walking around because that's really good yeah. for you know getting rid of the fluid and yeah. and just sort of getting a feel those for the fat ankles that you get when you fly to Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. cankles. I'm, I know about I'm that. like tree trunks. <laughs> just like yeah, not looking forward it's to a that. A lot of walking involved. Yeah, there is. Um, so yeah, so I need to. I know I need to recover. Um, so if I just look at you know do the the old sightseeing and and then once we get to where the the comp is being held then my brain just goes you here for business let's do it yep. so and like it's still fun like you know I have to have fun if yep. if it's not fun I know it's yeah it's not going to go well for you the outcome's not going to be what I'm after and I mean I've got so many friends that are in the sport so it's it's nice seeing them but as soon as my feet hit that platform yep. it is it's game on that's that's the only thing I, I see and nothing else yep. matters it's just like bang it's me the judge keep my eye on the judge making sure every rep I do counts because okay. you don't want to waste waste <laughs> that energy um, yeah so it is it's just for me it's business and once it's done then I can relax so what it, what so you what does it feel like to win it though like like we can all imagine what it feels like <sighs> but is it relief because oh, it sounds like there might be a yeah, bit yeah there is like knowing that you've you've done absolutely everything that you can do um this like i, I actually i cry every time i do <laughs> because it's it it's there's so much that goes into it you know yeah. it's not just getting up and lifting and then and winning it's yeah. it's it's everything that goes on behind the scenes that you know that makes that moment just so special you yeah. know the sacrifices the injuries um just all those things that are involved it just it's like it's just relief like virtually every time i finish that last rep there's this massive yell that comes out of me yeah. of just because it's you've got to fight every yeah. every rep 
to to finish and yeah i always remember my my very first kettlebell competition and there was it was a massive i don't think there's ever been a a bigger competition than how many women there was 33 women in this comp and to finish on top of that those 33 women they, they ended up splitting it into two two different groups um but still out of all those 33 i had the the most amount of reps and that feeling was just unbelievable that i was i was able to do that it was it was crazy and yeah i just i was still (laughs) pinching myself that i was able to achieve what i what i did yeah it did have you it just it's just unfathomable for me to be at the top of anything to be (laughs) to be at the top of any sport particularly given that uh, I wasn't very good. So it, mm. it must be, do you think that's a satisfaction you get though from the fact that you're in sport, you've been in sports that haven't had the funding, that you have had to do more than just be good at the sport. You've got to be good with money. You've got to mm. be good with self-dedicate, like self-preservation, like you've got to look after yourself. You've got to fundraise. You've got to do all this stuff. Do you think that means more than someone going, here's your flight ticket? Go do this. Uh, yeah. Like I've, I've earned, I earned that yep. right to to be yep. a winner. You know? Yeah, like yeah. exactly. Yeah, because I, I come from a soccer background where now in professional academies, young players are on five grand a week, but, and they'll never kick a football for their main team. That's so far removed from. I'm one of the best in the world. I still have to do X, Y, Z to even get on a plane. Mm. Forget if I'm any good at the sport. I've got to do all this. But that it must be much more rewarding than yeah i so yeah. i guess i i see the value <laughs> yeah are you in it and yeah. um i guess a good example was um 2019 we're in serbia and my very first lift in the last minute i did my my acl and i kept going because i had to you know and yep. another i guess another example too is uh, iron man i i actually had to sell my house to go to the world championships so that's so different like that's yeah. the the top end of not having it there for you to do isn't it mm. and uh, like halfway through that that race i was riding up one of the the ridiculous hills in in austria and they had the hottest day they'd had in 248 years it was like 40 degrees and i'm riding and next thing it's almost like i'm going backwards and like going, what's <laughs> going on and it because my body was just overheating and i had nothing and my body Jeez. was just so i had to get off my bike and push my bike and that was demoralizing and then i remember <laughs> sitting on the side of the road going you need to finish this race you bloody sold your your <laughs> house to get here you're going to get that finishes medal and the towel. Yeah. Um, so I did. I had to. I had to find a way how to finish, and it was brutal. And I. I yep. mean, looking back now, I should have should have stopped because of the damage yep. it did to my body because I cooked my internal organs, and for a month yeah. afterwards, my my legs were just so swollen and and whatnot. Yeah, and, but yeah, that sort of. Do you led- think? Do you think you would have finished that race if you hadn't had to do all of that pre-event to get there? Um, if someone had just paid for your flights, I, pro- I probably would have stopped. Yeah, I, I probably would have. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I don't know. I yeah, yeah. Would you stop now if you knowing what you know now? Would you? Um, would you? Yeah, I you I, would. I would. I would. I last week, last week, two weeks ago, um, I was supposed to compete at the marathon uh, half Ironman, uh, half Ironman, <laughs> half a 30, in morning term. Yeah the half half marathon i was in bendigo oh yeah um, so it was we were lifting remotely we we're supposed to go to france but they allowed us to yeah. lift remotely from bendigo because of all the covid stuff and i got really sick the yeah. on the friday or the thursday night before i was supposed to leave so i know i could have lifted but i chose not to yeah for my own health and well-being so, so you kind of learned from that yeah. experience in serbia yeah yeah so it's yeah i've learnt, had a few few good lessons along the way but yeah definitely <laughs> health health always has to come first i mean you know the wins are, are, are great but yeah. it doesn't you know it's, it doesn't make me money to win <laughs> you know it's more for that costs self money. yeah it costs money and it's it's more you go for that that self-satisfaction that you're able to to yeah. to do it rather than yeah. It's just all intrinsic motivation, really. Mm. That's what I'm picking up. There's no monetary value to it. There's no, no. no. Th- th- there's the opposite to monetary value to, to yeah. it. Yeah, um, like I mean, the medals are, are great. 
but yeah. that for me it's knowing myself that I've I've done it yeah you know that yeah, yeah you're mean, not walking down Woolies with your gold medal around your neck. Oh, well, well, you might be. I don't know, but yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm suspecting not. <laughs> no, I have them. They're all. If you come into my um, my studio, they're all hanging up on the on the um, stair banister. Yeah, so. there you go. That's that's a perfect place for them, isn't it? Yeah. So and they're yeah they're all they all tell a story. Yeah, you know, and it's more than just the win. Hundred percent. I yeah. think everyone that's going to listen to this is going to understand that. Yeah. Awesome. We'll take a break and then we'll we'll come back for the next bit. Sweet. Hello, my name is Océane. I come from Martinia and you are listening to Radio Carom. <laughs> right, welcome back. We're back here for part three. Um, Cindy, it's been fascinating so far, but we're um, we're now going to go into a little bit of the... We've talked about the good stuff and the, the highs and, and what it feels like to be winning. Um, but along the way, there's obviously, there's obviously downsides and this is both... Everyone gets it, whether we talk about it or not. I, I, I genuinely believe everyone has high points, whether it's in their sport, whether it's in their career. They also have low points in that. Uh, from my experience, then you also have that in your personal life and they can be high and low and they don't necessarily <laughs> line up. It's not all crap. No. It's not all good. It's quite often bit of both bit of it well, here and there I, I like to call it the yin, yin and yang of life it can't all be good can't all be bad so you know when it's good yeah. it's going to come down and you know when it's bad it will yep. come up so no, I, that, I think that's a big thing for me to always remember when when shit shit's bad it's going to it's going to get better yeah, yeah. exactly and I know for me like I've been I've spoken on this podcast on my previous one uh, about having depression and, and, and all this stuff for a long time and I've noticed since I've been with my pup, my wife now and having that stability in the personal side of it, there's still going to be rubbish down here at, in work and, sp- you know, a coach sport. That <laughs> week to week, that's high and low, isn't it? So yeah. I know that having some stability there and but that when that's not there sometimes, you know, when you've argued over the washing up and you're annoyed, like when mm. that stability feels like it's not there, it does make a big difference. Oh, it's, yeah, huge. And obviously, huge. obviously, like one you picked up there was doing your ACL in the middle of it well not in the middle of a comp 30 seconds in oh, well, no, it was, no it was in the last well the last minute of that 10 minutes oh, there yeah. you go so, so a minute of I mean most people I've known that have done their ACL on a football pitch can't walk afterwards mm. let alone do how many how many kettlebell things do you do in a in a minute uh, I probably did uh, about 15 I think <laughs> in that so the idea yeah. of doing 15 jumping up and down with a kettlebell well, anyway annoys me mm. makes me feel sweaty let alone doing it with a busted ACL so yeah. like what what do you do what what would you say in sport has been the biggest thing that you've had to overcome um I think de- that that would probably be one of the 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 biggest I go, yep. I've had stuff happen before yep. comps but actually in a competition that and I guess the Ironman of, yep. of having my you know my body breaking down and learning how to finish and and in that one it was I guess the same the same thing it it went and that was my very first lift so you know and I, I paid to go so <laughs> I had to yeah, I had to work out a way to finish and I was devastated I was like did it my, affect your position in the comp um I was the only one in my division in that one but I'm not one to just go. Yeah. I'm the only person. I'm just going to do a couple of Jacket reps in. and no. put it put it down. Like I will go hell for leather yep. because you know it's not. Again, it's not so much about the medal. It's about it's yeah. it's about finishing and finishing with respect properly. Yeah, yeah, and not going. You know, I've seen I've seen people go do two or three reps, put it down, go woohoo! I'm a world yeah, champ. Yeah. I'm like really. You're you not know, anyone can do that. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I need to I need to know that when I do it. I'm, you know, I'm out for the rank and 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 finishing yep. for myself with respect, and then you know that's that's the reward. Um, so yeah, I finished. I finished it. You know, I could have put the bell down in that ten minutes, yep. but for me, the respect is 
lasting that that 10 minute distance and it just like as i said my world just came crashing down because i not only had that lift i had three others to do and then i had to i had a two-week break before i had to go to the the marathon world championships and i'd worked so hard to get to those marathon world championships and i'd you know had ridiculous numbers and i was you know i was up there to win and i I wanted to to get my master sport world class which is the highest rank that you can get on, on a kettlebell and so yeah, everything just came crashing down, and and my partner was there with me, and he's like, "No, yeah, it's all right, babe. If you want to go home, we'll just go home." And I was like, "No, we, you know, we came this all this way. <laughs> We're doing it. I have to do it." So I made that decision that the next day in competition, I was going to stand on that platform, even if I had I couldn't do a rep, I was just going to hang on to that that kettlebell in a rack position for ten minutes. Because that was my yep. respect on standing on there and earning that I've respect for myself is that I not only I could have given up, but I chose not to. I chose to stand on that platform and and give myself respect and did one rep and went that felt okay. I'll just <laughs> keep going and so I did that the whole the whole time and yeah, it was that that was for me was yeah one of the hardest things to 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 do. But I'm so proud of myself that yeah. I that I did that and you know. Said all the medals are fantastic, but that's that's that, not my proudest achievement. That you've smiled more about that than you have saying yeah, I've well, won a world championship. Yeah. yeah, because that that to me is what it's about. You know, yeah. that's it's it's about yourself. It's not you know about the materialistic thing. It's what you can do for yourself, and that's that's the most proudest thing for me is is going through adversity and and coming out the other side. And and what was the relief at the end of that? having been so hard mentally then the the point where you do your ACL I know from coaching is horrific for a lot of people mm. especially the prevalence of it in women's sport in general when any girl or woman hurts their knee it's the it's just kind of like Voldemort like mm. you can't mention it yeah. you know you can't you can't say ACL because people just freak yeah that in itself and then that whole night dwelling on that fact mm. and then and then to actually go out and do something positive yeah, the high must have been when you've the relief would have been like nothing other. Oh, I assume. It, it, crazy, just yeah. It was I can't even describe what it, what it feels like. And, yeah. but it was it was more just that self respect for yeah. myself that you know. Big, I guess I've I've had to live my whole life of of looking after myself and yeah, um, and fighting for myself. So that was another way of me, you know, fighting for myself yeah. and and doing. You know, looking after myself. There's a big lesson there, eh? Because yeah. it's go through the hard times and you will get the... Re- it may not be the reward you went there to get. Yeah. It may not be the medal. It may not be the... But you've you've gone there. You've gone through a tough time, a very intense, short, tough time, and then the relief is... Mm. How many I, how many years later you're happy about it? Yeah. You know, like, well, and you continue yeah. to be. And I've, I've, I guess I've always had this saying too is um, finishing is winning. It's not where you finish, but how you finish that makes you a real athlete. Yep. And I've seen, you know, other athletes that have broken down and, and finished the race and yep. um, like even the, the half iron. We've all watched cool runnings. Yeah. We've, we've all <laughs> Yeah, so you know <laughs> ordinary people can do extraordinary yep. things and I one of the biggest things I learnt too, not in not so much in the kettlebell, because that's that's individual, that's just you on the on the platform, but in the Ironman race when when my body broke down and I had to work out how to finish that race, um, the thing that I started, things just completely shifted and it and it didn't become about me. It became about me helping other people finish the race. And yep. along the way, there were people broken down on the side. So I'd stop and go, hey, you know, come on, we'll do this together yep. and you'll get them going. And then they'd go off and, and finish yep. the race. And um I just yeah, that whole switch purpose. Yeah, switch yeah. and and that that was a massive shift in my life doing yeah. that. And um, I'm I'm still friends with some of those people. I stopped. <laughs> like I remember, I can't even remember his name. This is really bad. He's a pilot. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god. I'm sorry if you ever listen to this. <gasps> we can see his face. Anyway, I can't remember his name, but he had a bad hip, and we got him going, and he fin- We finished, and you know, and everyone was there at the at the end. 
when when I finished and and having that celebration that we got through that race together and we finished together and yeah. I, I've I, I actually went to bring one in for you and I forgot I took it <laughs> off because of training. I have um, I made these wrist, wristbands. Yeah. Um, and it says when you think you can't, yes you can. And yeah. I had them for all my for my team back in back in Australia. Yeah. So that was my connection to my. Um, my support network. Yeah. And I took a heap of them with me and I gave them to other people and whatnot. Yeah. And they glow, glow in the dark. So it's always a reminder that yeah, wow. no matter, someone's always with you. I'll pop yeah. my chair on them and grab one one day. Yeah. I definitely will. Yeah. Um, and after, once I explained to people what happened in, the, in that race and me helping people and, and whatnot, my mother was there and she didn't, she wasn't even at the finish line because she thought they were going to, because she, she's a paramedic. So she kind of looked at me and went, mm, she's not good. She's good. <laughs> yeah. So I'll find her in hospital somewhere. Um, so she wasn't expecting me to finish the race. She'd find yeah. me in some medical tent somewhere. And then all of a sudden she heard my name being called and she's like, oh, oh, she finished. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then, then I started getting these messages from, you know, a couple of months later with a photo of their wrist with, and they go, because of you, I did this. And yeah. because of you, I did that. And and that was such a, you know, a humbling and, and beautiful thing yeah, yeah. that I've inspired people through that, that journey yeah. of what I went through and helping people finish, you know. And, yeah, knowing that now people are inspired to go out off and do that. So I've given, like, thousands of these bands out now. They're just a <laughs> How, part of my... With that race, were you supposed to... Were you anticipating being quite high up in the rankings? Yeah, I was, I was sort of anticipating probably being in the, the top 20 in my in my age group. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, not only were you I doing it and, and it broke down, you you were doing it and thinking you um, yeah, couldn't do like it right. Yeah, my times yeah. were, yeah, I could have yeah. I could have done really well. And, and then the f- switch just... And I think I finished second last in my, in my <laughs> age group, which... Again, I, I can fin- relate to yeah, that. <laughs> I've, but I, you know, I finished it again. It was that that finding a way how to finish. But the end result changed mm. S- straight away. It's like now it's about finishing. That, yeah. For me, a broken version of you not finishing last. Yeah. Isn't achievable. Even like, if I finish last, I still finish. Yeah, no. Like so. it's like you've finished, but you've not only just finished. You've you've not come dragging your heels like you know crawling to the. You've not oh, even, may have. I well, <laughs> maybe <laughs> no. I wasn't there, was oh, I? I'm so devo that my actual finishing shot is this other other guy running across the line, and he had the package was out, like it was there. I was like, "That's that's my finishing photo of me and this dude running behind me with this thing." Unreal. There you go. See, yeah. that's made you smile. Yeah. It? So, so it all what? makes me smile, even through tears. It makes me smile. So, so like. Obviously, when you're doing this and and you are as much as you say you're not, when you're dedicated and you're you're working hard to achieve what the, these different things in different areas, I know it, and and I'm sure a lot of people listening. That when your personal life isn't great, mm. but you still got to do these things. You know, we all have to. We all have the argument with the wife, and then we have to go to work and try and pretend to be happy. I'm crap at it. I'm, <laughs> I, you can tell if I'm angry, but like. When you've got genuine, serious things going on in the background in your personal, how do you like? How do you, how do you make it still work on the other fronts? You know, like like they like you, you you've got divorced, which is universally known as quite a big thing, quite yeah, quite a big huge. thing. It's a huge thing. It's quite a traumatic thing to go through, yeah. but still keep doing yeah, what you're um, doing elsewhere. Yeah, it was. I mean, well, that that divorce was. It was, yeah. Uh, That's I the guess, universal divorce yeah, face, that one. Well, well I guess because there's, there's so much context around what had happened. Like, yeah. you know, two weeks before I got married, I caught him cheating on me and I still married him because, you know, I was worrying about everyone else. And, yeah. And I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want anyone if – because I didn't know whether I was going to go through the wedding or not and I didn't want anyone to judge us yep. because of what, what had happened. So, I didn't tell anyone. It was my best friend that she was driving me. Um, yeah. to rehearsal and she's like something's wrong and I'm like no 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 everything's right she goes something's wrong so she pulled the car over and she goes I'm not going until you tell me <laughs> so I told her and she's like what do you want to do and I went I don't know what to do I just know I'll worry about it after the wedding we'll just sort it out after the <laughs> wedding and I, it, it was such a I, it was a great day got everything right except for the husband <laughs> um, 
But 99.9%. Yeah. yeah. But I just remember that whole day just feeling so out of my body. Like it was, you know, it was great and everyone still talks about how wonderful it was. But I couldn't couldn't have that experience because, yeah. And then I remember everyone crying in the chapel. I'm like, get a hold of yourselves, you know. (laughs) Um, And then obviously, you know, two years later, he just one day goes, man, I don't want to be married anymore. And I'm like, what? He goes, no. You know, and, you know, those two years, like we never really worked on it. You know, yeah, and it was yeah, like, yeah. you know, hindsight's a great thing and I shouldn't have gone through it, but at the same so time... So, you never worried about it after the wedding, despite telling your mate, oh, we'll worry about it later. Yeah, we well, just we just never... It. We yeah. just, yeah, I think we were just, you know, yeah. heads in the sand kind of thing and life just sort of went on and, yeah, just we just so kind of so different to your sport attitude. Yeah. And I just, yeah, sort of kept pushing it aside and... Um, and then when he just said, no, nah, I don't want to be married anymore, it just completely floored me. Didn't want to talk about it, didn't want to – he was just like, no, nah, don't want to be married. Obviously, cheating again, but that was yeah, – didn't yeah. come out until afterwards. He still denies he was, but I'm not stupid. And <laughs> Anyway, there's a whole – Two and two yeah, equals four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just – that completely floored me. It was like my whole – that was like the straw that broke the camel's back for me. I just yeah. – I was in a lot of pain. I was just like, I just want this shit to end. Uh, so, I tried to end it. And yeah. I still, I still remember the car. I, I st- stepped out in front of a car, and that car swerved. And I don't know who that person was, and I'm forever sorry that I did that. Because, <laughs> yeah. and their reaction one saved my life then. Yeah. But then I went home, and just went. Oh, I just, I just kept looking at the knife on the bench, and just went, "It's going to happen." Yeah. And wow. somehow, in a delusional state tried to get myself to hospital to save myself and um um i rang my mum my mum and i weren't talking at the time being a paramedic she went into a paramedic mode yep and i didn't even know where i was they found where i was put me in an ambulance took me to the alfred uh on suicide watch and they sent me home four hours later uh in a cab with four valium and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, right, good suicide watch, eh?" Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, "And that really woke me up that yep. I need to do this myself again. Yep. Got to look after myself." And um, Cat Team was supposed to come and see me. Twelve years later, still waiting for him to <laughs> pop in and go, "How you going?" Um, but it was—I don't know. It, for me, I just—I knew. I mean, our health system was shit back then, and it's even yep. worse now. I can't even imagine what it's yep. like for people now with mental health. Um, we're not, we're not, we're not very well set up for it, are we? No, we? I think there's um, just there's far too much of it now. And um, the last two years, and the title of this is it's all COVID nineteen's fault. I yeah. think this one's maybe not all COVID nineteen, but it doesn't oh, definitely well, it's hasn't not, helped. Yeah, and even like the start of um, twenty twenty in February, February nineteenth. I remember the day well. Uh, again, I was just in a what? complete like not in a good headspace just really i'd had a fight with my partner and all these other outside factors were were coming in i just felt attacked and i was like i just cannot cope anymore i'm just i just want this to end again where's your sport at at this point uh i just i'd come back from um yeah i'd come back from the worlds because it was a start just before um covid became a thing but it was just it was all these outside things going on and um yeah obviously coming off the the acl injury Mm. and all this other stuff and and stress with the business because i i owned a new business (laughs) i started a a fitness business at the start of 2019 and then obviously you know enter covid and they shut you down for two years i lost the business yeah in covid just at the beginning of covid yeah so i know exactly that and mine was tiny so, yeah, yeah, yeah and know. mine was only sort of just starting. I yeah, had no wow. idea about business. So everything was sort of on top of me. And I've got a, a really good friend of mine who um, knows me and knows my word is my word. When I yep. say I'm going to do something, if I say I won't say anything, you can trust that, you know, yeah, my yeah, word. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, and, good. yeah, so she's kind of my accountability buddy. And she, if I'm ever in this, you know, not in a good good way, she'll she'll always say, are you safe? And yeah. and if I that that saves me because I know that I'll always say yes. And if I say yes, I've given her my word yeah. that I won't do anything. Yeah. But this one day I said yeah. I can't I cannot give you my word because I could I'm lie and I'm not I'm not that sort of person. Um, and next thing the police turned up on my doorstep, the Cheltenham police, and they were just brilliant. 
they yep. and they looked they said oh no we're not going anywhere and i went yeah. well because they wanted to take me to back to hospital and, and then i explained to them what happened with the alfred and yeah i just said you're not taking me because it's not gonna waste the time waste of time and so they uh they sat with me for a few hours just talking about everything and were just brilliant and they gave yeah. me their because obviously the cat team you know they knew that that wasn't they weren't coming um so they gave me their the police um psychology yep. um phone number and just said you know they contacted me the next day and said if you ever need anything we are here for you yeah amazing. and they were they were brilliant and they I didn't realize but Teresa was on the phone with them the whole time and she said to to them you can trust her word if she yeah. says that she's not going to hurt herself now you can trust it and then yeah in the end that they they asked and they just said look we're, we're comfortable that that you're not going to hurt yourself so yeah they left and I'm still it's amazing there. it's a positive like you know what I mean in one of the most traumatic things that can happen mm. there's a pot like you're smiling there's a positive there like and the police get a bad rap. Oh, they do, and, and they, they. I, I cannot I fault prescribe. them. Cannot fault them. Um, no. Is that the right word? Yeah, can't fault them. Yeah. Can't fault them. Like they were, they were brilliant. I remember it was um, not long after that when the four police officers got hit on and killed freeway, on yeah. the freeway, and I sent sent the Cheltenham police a, a bunch of flowers, just saying, you know, just yeah. know that you know I appreciate what you do and. Um, yeah, because there was so much, you know, good and bad that was going around that story yeah. as well. And I think that they, I just wanted them to know that I appreciated what they did for me and what they yeah. do for so many people. And yeah, it's unreal. Like it's, it's amazing. It just seems like a time where it was just bang, bang, bang. Little like not even little things. Like ACL was not a little thing. Like yeah. break up with a partner. Like it's just an accumulation, and it just can can come to a head. And I think we've yeah. all been at. Maybe not quite the extent of that point, but yeah. I think I, we've all been on the ladder up there. Yeah, and I, I mean, my view on suicide years ago was I always thought people were selfish for doing it, yeah. but now I'm on, I'm on both sides of it, and I understand how people get themselves into that that state, yeah. and that you know they're in so much pain that they just want that pain to stop, yeah. and that's you know that's what they do, and you know, and it's and it can take that split decision can can take their life where i guess you know i've been lucky enough that i do have that that person yep. that that knows me she even knows like my posts on fa on social media yeah, she, she goes oh something's not right here and she'll send me a message yep. you know and that's i think important for people to to understand and know the people that that surround them and know the difference you know in their the language yeah. and and stuff that they they post or things little things that they say notice those things because i think people are just a yeah. little bit oblivious and a bit caught up in their own oh sorry <laughs> caught up i'm oh, sorry i talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> uh, caught up in their own their own world to sort of notice what's happening yep. to the other other people around them and it's yeah it's a really important thing to do is to to have a, an accountability buddy that you yeah. can yeah, there's actually a really cool app. I haven't used it for a long time because obviously I've got Teresa now. Yeah. But it's called Be A Looper. Yeah. And it allows you to have, I think, up to seven people uh, in your loop. Yeah. And you can go on and just – because sometimes it, when you're feeling super low, it's hard to reach out and go, hey, yeah, I'm yeah. not doing well. But on Be A Looper, you can – there's a, a scale – or a, a, a ball that you yeah. you spin and you say if I'm you know a three I'm feeling a three, three today or a seven, when it hits I think it's under three it sends a message to the people in your group hey you know Cindy's not doing well today yeah. and then you and then you can just send a message that's really cool yeah so then you start the conversation and it you know and then you know you can listen to their conversation you know whether it's on text message you know you can tell the language that they use whether it's yeah. it's right or whether, if you right, know something's them. something's not right and then you know of course they're, they're going to be sort of you know guarded but it gives you that opportunity to to make contact and that that contact can be enough to save someone's life yeah because i i know for a fact i'm not one that over i'm not going to message you and go oh, i feel a bit low today yeah i'm going to sit in my you know when i've been in a bad way it's been I'll just sit here and I'll watch crap telly and I'll sulk and winch. I'm not going to message my mate and say, mm. you know, all my mates are the other side of the world. But, like, <clears throat> that sort of thing there can be 
a less intrusive way of getting help. Yeah, you know, you, I know, I know that by answering that little thing as a three, it's going to ping to John, Dave, whoever. But I'm not doing it. Mm. I'm not sulking to them. It, yeah, that's a really that's a really good thing. Maybe we'll try and get a link to that app in the yeah. in the podcast notes and stuff. That, that yeah. if okay. it can help anyone, I know it's, I know it's a cliche if it can help one person, but these sort of chats, if they genuinely, if they can, I'm I'm sitting here trying to be more happy now like do you know what i mean yeah. trying to find a better way of looking at things so it's if yeah. you can do that to anyone else then that's yeah. that's fantastic i think a, a, um i have so many sayings another saying <laughs> i have um how many is, bracelets <laughs> you selling like <laughs> no or they're not they're, these are just things for myself and yeah. that, that everything is beautiful even when it's ugly you know no matter yep. how bad something is there's always something good to come out of that that bad situation and and it's up to you to try and look at what it is we have a so. very different outlook <laughs> we <laughs> we have very different i'm i'm the person who can look at a flower and go from a bit small like <laughs> no it's a yeah. really good way like that that thought prep the the way of changing your thoughts is not easy it's not no, quick it's I, not it's it's, it's not, taken you yeah. how many years to get to a, a point time. where yeah god i turned 50 this year so. jesus turn 50 i'm 31 yeah. and i'm you're a baby yeah i'll take that it's yeah better. i certainly don't act 50 <laughs> no i don't think i don't think the cv says yeah. starting at 22 but yeah. it takes a while to get there but um there are the support services there and we, we will do that let's have yeah. a break and come back and do something a bit lighter for the last bit hey sweet sounds sweet. great Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC, and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Caram. Tune in and enjoy. Welcome back, part four. We're going to go a little bit easier. We're going to talk about, we've talked a lot about the past and, and, and things. We'll give you a chance to give yourself a little plug, let us know. <laughs> so, like, you, you're doing all this stuff, and you're still competing, obviously, but what's your day-to-day? You've said you've got a business what are we um so i run a movement coaching business um yep. rella's strength and wellness hub um i help people that have had injuries uh help people move pain-free and free of dysfunction because yep. most of us out there you know we go to the gym and get injured and then we have this fear around going back to the yep. gym and you know it's more for me i want people to focus more on their how they function and how how they feel rather than how they look the fitness yep. industry unfortunately is is all you know aesthetic based and and how you look and the abs and there's you know it's great to have that but if you can't function and move properly without pain there's no point i just signed up to a gym and i genuinely picked it on who didn't have pictures of ripped yeah steroid taking dudes G- yeah. genuinely was the gym i picked was the one that had you know, the chubby guy on the treadmill because that's that's what's relevant that's yeah. that's and actually is the more common yeah i would say yeah and that's that's why i opened rollers because i was i worked in a big gym chain for 12 months and that killed me because i felt judged going in mm. there and i thought well if i feel judged what are the people going there yeah like and just you know because not it's not everyone's kettle of fish you know yeah right saying I yeah know. anyway um and then i worked in, a, in another private training studio that had you know a couple of meatheads and whatnot that but that was their thing their yeah. bodybuilders and stuff and again it just wasn't just right wasn't right and some of my clients kind of felt intimidated by that and weren't comfortable so when this place became available i was like oh this is what i have yeah. to do so it's it's boutique um small numbers like at my group sessions are maximum of six so i can nice yeah look at how people people move and it's i design everything for the people that are in there so i can get someone that's you know very unfit to someone that's super fit you know working being able to work together you know so it's you know very i'm very um calculated on how i train things for them you know and I'm trying to educate them better how to move their bodies better so that, yep. you know, they can one day go, hey, Sind, I've got this, and I'll go, that's that's Sweet. the best, best yeah. thing ever. I mean, I'd love to have them for the rest of their lives, <laughs> but it make, gives me joy that I've been able to educate them to look after themselves better and focus on, on their yeah, health nice. and well-being. And it's, you know, it's an investment in your health and well-being, and we don't yep. we don't invest in, a, in ourselves. 
We, no. you know, we worry about everything else and and put our health last. Where service the car every six months. Yeah, yeah, for five hundred bucks. Yeah, and that's how I, I see the body. Like yeah. my my um, very first business name was Throttle Body Fitness, and people <laughs> go. You know, it's not congruent with what, what yeah. you do. And I'm like, no, you don't understand what a throttle body is. Like, I'm a mechanic. Like, I have yeah. a mechanic brain and the throttle body is, you know, about air fuel intake and it's like the, the you know, the yeah. centre of, of the car's universe. <laughs> you know, how and you know, and your body is. It's a piece of machinery. Well, so- yeah, I'm a battered 1975 <laughs> Camry then, I think. That's, that would be me. Yeah, but you, yeah. yeah. Look, you've got to, you've but got I could to upgrade it. Yeah, you if can. I want it. Yeah. yeah, but you can service it and you can yeah. have it running well. You know, you're not going to run that the vehicle into the ground, and you know, you can't, you can't, get, yeah, well, you can't get a new body. You can't go out and, no, and you know, exactly. you know, I mean, you can get some replacement parts, but you can't replace it. You've only got got that one body. So, and I don't know about you, but I want to live till I'm a hundred. So, oh, no. I've got so much more I want to experience. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want people to have quality of life. Yeah, you know, and longevity, and you know, a lot of people I I train are in their forties, fifties. And sixties, and and these these guys and girls are you know, grandparents and you know, yeah. aunties and uncles, and want to have that that ability to be back out there. Still play with the grandkids when when other grandparents are yeah. sitting in their chair. Yeah, yeah. So I also work with um, some NDIS clients, so yep. people that have uh, multiple sclerosis, um, amputated toes. Uh, what else is there? Um, like mental health issues yep. um, someone um, had a, a serious car accident so he's lost yeah. about 30 percent of movement in his hands wow. and feet and and yeah I just I, I'm not a allied health professional Great. but what I do for them is is what they would get from yeah. an allied health professional and yeah I just I love I love what I do somewhere and, yeah you're smiling yeah. about it I can tell you you, yeah. you genuinely love yeah. it and by yeah. doing that you're limiting the numbers you're keeping it low yeah, and because I want people quality. Yeah, it's it's quality over quantity, and yep. and train with purpose. That's our different. two two big things. And I mean, yes, people can go to F forty five and and whatnot. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with no, those, I know, but, I agree. But that yeah, I want people to be able to come to me and feel safe that they know they're not going to get injured and they're. they're but I don't. F45, for example, they've come out with their new David Beckham program because they've paid David Beckham millions. I love David Beckham, but they've paid him millions to be the face of an ad, like, face of a thing. Like, that yeah. doesn't relate to me. Yeah. Walking in and seeing people, I'm 31, but I probably relate more to people in their 60s. So <laughs> walking yeah. in somewhere and doing that would be more yeah. and approachable for me. Yeah. For um, many people. My big thing is anything I put on social media, nothing's doctored. Is yep. It's more about them than about me. Like I, I mean, I put my yeah. kettlebell stuff up because I've got kettlebell athletes as well. But it's part of your selling point. That's that's yeah, why we should I, go to you. Yeah, you know? and so. I, like I, yeah, I don't, I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about the people that are part of the yeah. the. That's why I call that it a community. hub yeah. because it's it is that community. It's where people come to connect and yeah. you know, like minded, you know, other coaches and whatnot. It's yeah. just a nice space. Like everyone that comes just goes, oh my god, this feels so so nice. And awesome. You know, I've got my two little dogs that are there and create <laughs> havoc yeah nice so yeah i just I, yeah as i said i love i love what i do and i hope that yeah by me having my studio can change people's lives and change other people's lives indirectly so awesome. you know, it's like if you come to me and you, great model you start doing doing stuff really well yeah. and then someone goes oh, because of you i went and did that yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's what i want that's exactly know? what you want that's a, yeah. that, it's a great model i guess Last last proper question. You can't change anything. Would you turn the clock back and do it all again? Yeah, wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Keep it all exactly the same because, yeah, it's made me who I am. I I, I don't live a life of, of regrets at all. <laughs> awesome. So, no, yeah. it's all, we'll finish off. We'll finish a little game. I think I know every answer you're oh, going to give me geez. here. A little <laughs> you tell would, me you rather, would you rather game. Yeah, there's only five questions. Okay. Ready? First thing that comes in your head. Run or walk? Run. Short or tall? Tall. TV, radio? Radio. Win, lose? Lose. Fight, flight? Fight. <laughs> I think I picked all of them except the win, lose one. That, uh, I think I knew yeah. that one. Awesome, Cindy. It's been so much fun. Like uh, I haven't done this for a long time and 
it's, it's been, been really good to get back in. It's been an honour. I uh, I don't get to yeah talk about my my journey much with 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 people or yeah. you know doing podcasts and, and whatnot. So, but I think it's I think it's time that I start to share it a bit more. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred yeah. percent. It's a too good of a story not to put out all the time. Yeah. So, awesome. Uh, join us again next time. We'll have different people on and uh, different stories. But this has been a great one. Cheers. Thank you. I lost my mind There was something so pleasant about that place